Zach Meadows. How you yeah. doing, man? I'm um, pretty good. Well, how about you? Doing good, man. Good. So, how are you doing? Good. Good. Um, yeah, everything's good. Like, work's good. Life's pretty good for the most part. Yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, typically you always have, like, a, a weird story of the day. Like, oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, As far yeah, as, yeah. like, work goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Did something happen today? Yeah. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, I can see it So, like, the eyes. last two days have been, like, kind of funny at work. Um, I work reception at a mental health office. Um, <laughs> we had a guy come in yesterday, and he was, like, real mad. And he was, like, screaming and yelling about uh, needing to sign up for, uh, like, anger management classes or something. And he was like, I don't need them. I'm like, sir, you're screaming about needing the, you know, not needing the classes. I think you need them. And so you got, like, real mad. <laughs> well, what do you do? Like, uh, like, tantrum or do you just walk away? No, nah, he, he just, like, kind of kept to himself and was, like, mumbling and, like, stomping his feet. Oh, that's weak, Zach. Yeah. Some of the ones you shared with me. I like the I like the guy that, like, threw your uh, threw your name tag at you. Or, like, oh. The thing on your desk. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that ended with us getting a bomb threat. Yeah, by the same yeah. person or just random? Uh, no, by the same person. Uh, <laughs> well, it, gotcha. the the two people like it's not the same person I was just talking about, but yeah, yeah, that was something. So some of the reoccurring uh, individuals like that's, that's yeah, kind of yeah. Special. Uh, we uh, we had a guy, one of our like reoccurring patients, come in today, and he was like, "Hey, you guys needed my new address." Here it is. It's I wrote it down on this magazine for you. And I was like, oh, okay. And I took it, and it was just a Walmart, um, a Walmart toy catalog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you you know what to do with that, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Enter Walmart like, as is an address. <laughs> so typically, moments like that is where like the story will stop when you share it. But like, what yeah. happens after that? So like, they give you something that you will not be able to use. Do they just like walk out yeah, the door? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. this is my social yep, security. Is, Bye. Yeah. And they don't yep. tell you, like, who or what? Nope. They just leave what and leave it for me to decipher. What do you do with that? I just try and figure out who it needs to go to. And <laughs> But in that case, I just was like, well, I don't need this, so I'll just throw it in the trash. What's, like, the weirdest moment you've had, like, so far with, with all the shenanigans? <sighs> I know there's, uh, there's a couple. Yeah. Um... We've had quite a few people uh, use the bathroom on our floors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Like uh, one or two? Uh, nor- normally it's like number two. <laughs> like, on the floor. like someone comes in and they're like right there in the foyer? Um, normally it's closer to the bathroom. Um, oh, so it's like an accident. It's not like they're not, coming in. Not really, because not they're savage. never close to the toilet. <laughs> Well, okay. Like so it's like, always at like the sink. It's not like sabotage or anything. They're not coming in and they're like, Ugh! and then like they leave. No, like they're coming no. in. They're like, oh, oh, oh no. we're trying to get to the bathroom. No, no, not even that. All they're right, not so even help, like trying to get there. Okay, so help me understand, Zach. Well, <laughs> so so what happens is like they'll be like waiting to go back for their appointment or whatever, and then like they'll go to the bathroom, use the bathroom, and then just like come out. And then, like, 15 minutes later, someone else will go in there. And I'm like, hey, man, someone 
pooed on the floor. And I'm like, I know who did it because there's only one person that's been in there for like the past hour. Right. You know, and it's like, bro, why did you do that? Are the bathrooms where you work like close to the reception desk? Yes. Yes. Awesome. So like, is it like pretty soundproof or like, are you hearing some of the... Here in some of the war zone action. No, no, I don't. I don't hear any of it. But because of like, it's my job to like monitor that stuff. I'm pretty vigilant mm-hmm. on how long people have been in there. That's a, that's a pretty good word. <laughs> You're vigilant. I'm like the, I'm like the, the Batman, Batman of yep. the bathroom. I was gonna say I associate vigilant with, with <laughs> associate vigilant with bath with Batman. So. <laughs> Yeah, man. So you um, you do a lot in the church, and like I th- I'm sure there's like a fair amount of people that have seen you around, mm-hmm. but like they just don't know what you do. And so like if someone was like a newcomer um, coming to church and that wasn't crapping on the ground at where you work, <laughs> what um, like how would you explain like what you do at the jar, volunteer wise, um, and everything else that you do? Well, most I gotta be honest, like most of the stuff I do, I wouldn't do. Unless, like, my wife hadn't, like, volunteered us to do. Oh. Okay. Um, like, well. coaching. <laughs> like, good, to know, uh, good to know you just love what you do, yeah, Zach. Yeah. Well, uh, like, I, I think it was my wife that, like, volunteered us to, like, start coaching for hospitality. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I started doing, well, well let's backtrack some. So, I, I originally started volunteering for the JAR through Surfest. And through that, I got to know, like, uh, Mikey and Emily and Dawn and Chris, like, all a little bit better. Um, And then slowly, like, as time has progressed, I've just, like, taken up more things. Um, Like, I started off doing parking, and then, uh, like, COVID happened. And then when we started to come back from COVID, they were like, hey, we need people to coach uh, hospitality teams. So me and my wife we volunteered to do that and then from there they were like oh hey do you want to do like prayer team also and i was like yeah sure and so i started doing that and then they're like hey do you want to lead a small group (laughs) and i was like yeah sure i'll do that and then they're like hey or you uh you approached me about like doing cr and i was like yeah hey i'll do that and so like slowly I just, like, kept adding things to my plate. Mm -hmm. And here recently, my wife has been like, just stop it. Stop. (laughs) She's like, all right, enough is enough. Yeah, she was like, I guess to explain, uh, like, the current, we really kind of have to take a couple steps back, though. So you you did kind of make reference to that. Like, we have known each other, what, like, several, a couple years now. Yeah, Yeah, I think going on, like, three years. But basically, before all of that, like volunteering and all the different aspects of the jar that you're a part of. I mean, geez, man, how, well, like we met for like a year, year and a half of just doing coffee, like every yeah, week, yeah. like you had really no association with the jar outside of just coming on Sundays mm-hmm. and just kind of being a part of what was going on and what we were just, it was like weekly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every, every yeah. Friday. Yeah. Yep. I remember I, uh, like my go-to was always like a London fog. Yeah. Um, or a tea or chai something. tea or something. One that chai crap. tea. It was a London fog tea. Which I, don't, is a, I don't drink tea, so. Oh, okay. What do you drink? Coffee? Yeah. 
Okay, well, I drink coffee, too. I just, on those days, I drank tea. I've so. never seen you drink it. I'm drinking coffee right now. That's I can't there. see what's in the cup. Right there. Look, Ooh. look at that. What do you think that? Should <laughs> <laughs> well, so I stick my finger in there? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... You, drink, you want to drink some? No, I'm, right. I'm good. Right. It's Dunkin' Donuts one. <laughs> <laughs> Swirl it with my finger. But, yeah, so what we... What was the routine? Like, we basically met for, like, um, every Friday, and it was basically, we just did life together, right? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. did we did life together, and it would typically end in, like, like why don't you, well, before I talk, talk about how it ended, like, um, why don't you talk about, like, where you were at at that time before? Oh, I, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it... Yeah, yeah, it, no, it was <laughs> bad. Don't say it, it like that. <laughs> don't say it like that, but it is it's definitely interesting, because yeah. not everybody is going to know. Yeah. Um, so when me and you like first started like getting together on Fridays, I had just left one job. Um, so I worked at the Indianapolis Men's Clinic for a year. I had left that job. Um, and as I was leaving that job, me and my wife, Ashley, we had just started coming to the jar. So we had been going to the jar for probably about four weeks maybe and i don't remember why but she didn't go to first steps with chris when i did like we didn't go at the same time um so i went and then like nothing like i was like oh you know that's you know cool like you know this is who the pastor is or whatever um and then i had changed jobs to work at the post office and so when i was working at the post office it was six days a week like a minimum of 10 hour shifts and so i was working from nine thirty at night until eight in the morning <laughs> and then your wife was working yeah and then she was working uh because at the time she worked at taco bell so she was working five days a week from 7 a.m until 2 p.m so when she left for work i was not even home yet and she'd be at work and i would be asleep the whole time and then she'd get home and i'd still be asleep and then it'd get to like five o'clock i'd get up eat dinner hang out for like you know an hour or whatever and then i'd leave for work work 10 hours and do it all again the next day and it was bad um that was like really the only factory job i'd ever worked because i worked at like the processing plant and talk about like a soulless building (laughs) it's all like real i mean like it wasn't dark and dingy or anything but it was like really bright but there were no windows um it was like real hot all the time um and it was just like a miserable environment like management kind of you know sucked like real bad (laughs) and so yeah it put me in like a really bad place with like depression and stuff like that but when I had, like, first started working there, though, is when me and you started hanging out. And so that, like, kind of helped it. And we were meeting every Friday at, like, 9 o'clock, like, right as soon as I got off work. So, like, half the time, like, I don't even, I don't know how I did it, like, to be honest. I was. I don't know, because sometimes we went for a couple hours. It yeah. just depended on how intense yeah. we were, like, I don't know. We would always talk about like some sort of weird conspiracy theory going on in the world. Yeah, and that would usually push us a couple hours sometimes. So, 
Yeah, I don't know how you were conscious to yeah, that. But I don't know. Sheer willpower, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? Well, was that like a huge strain, like uh, between you and your your wife at the time? Um, like working opposite shifts and yeah, not being happy with yeah. Your um, it definitely like it solved like our financial problems because you know I was working you know thirty hours of overtime like every week or whatever, and I was making you know like tw- almost you know seventeen bucks an hour, and then I would make that overtime on top of that. And so we had money, like, you know, we didn't have any issues, like, financially, but we didn't see each other. We hardly ever, uh, uh, like, had dinner, like, actual dinner together. Um, We didn't sleep, like, together on the same, like, sleep schedule for six days out of the week. So what were, like, the first steps, like, out of that? Like, when you started to notice a huge change in, like, that dynamic? Um, I think the the thing that really, like, did it was, like, our... Well, first off, the conversations that we were having. Um, because, like, I feel like we struggle a lot with the same things. Oh, yeah. Um, like, depression and anxiety, likewise. And for a long time, I was in denial about it. And so it was kind of like, oh, maybe... Maybe I, you know, do have, you know, depression issues and maybe it is caused by, like, my work and, you know, not being around my family because, like, it wasn't just my wife that I was missing out on that relationship with. It was, like, uh, like parties that, like, my parents were having because, you know, they'd invite us all over for, like, the 4th of July and I'd be like, uh, yeah, we'll be there, but I can only be there for an hour because I have to go home and sleep so I can be at work tonight, you know? Yeah. And it it just, like, wasn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it changes uh, every aspect about your life, or it affects every yeah. aspect of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, that, that is interesting that you say that. Like, for me, definitely, like, I don't know, like, it's cliche uh, sometimes to say, like, well, the fellowship is important, but it is. Yeah, Like, yeah. Com- community. I mean, fellowship is just, like, another word for, like, community, really. And so, like, for me being able to have a, I mean, it's not like every time we were getting together uh, for like coffee uh, that first year, like first year and a half of us knowing each other. It's not like I was skipping down the sidewalk, you know, singing no, along no, no, like, no. oh, life is great. <laughs> no, you know? no, but, yeah. and, and it was also like really awkward between us, like those first few times I remember, because I think like we had our first meeting like together and I kind of just like, spilled my like my whole life story on you and i i actually thought that i like scared you away <laughs> oh not even close and i was like because yeah. ashley was like oh how'd it go and i was like uh i gave him my whole life story oh no that's light on the scale <laughs> and she's like brother. oh god zach <laughs> that, was, that was that was light that yeah. was light brother man no uh actually the first time i, I think i've told you this story but the first time like we were we went and got like coffee together um, I didn't know what you looked like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I only knew, like, your name. Yeah. Um, so, like, first steps with Chris happened, and then, like, you know, someone asked me to, like, follow up with you, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, reach out to, to Zach. Um, so, like, I had your number, and, like, I text you. I was like, hey, do you want to go? So we went to the caffeinery downtown here in Muncie, and, like, I'm, it's, like, that morning, and I'm like, you know what? 
I kind of feel weird about this because I don't even. I'm going to go into this place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. Yeah. I don't even know what you look like. I mean, I assume you know what I look like or yeah. who I am, but I have no idea who you are. And so, like, I Facebook you. Like, this is like maybe 20 minutes before I'm. Yeah. Supposed and there's to be like here. three of us in Muncie. Yeah. 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 So I can't remember what I did if I did Zach or Zachary Meadows, but whatever I did, three of you came up, and I think one of you didn't have a picture, and then it was just uh, you and another guy, and so. I was like trying to memorize the faces and I was like, my luck, it's going to be the guy without a photo. Yeah. And so luckily I, I just like guessed, I was like, I just kind of pointed across from like, Hey, you, Zach. And it was, yeah. yeah. It which sounds way more awkward and weird, but like it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. weird at all. And I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, not to be like too deep, but like, I feel like that's kind of a lie of the enemy. Like the idea, yeah. Yeah. the idea like, Oh, it, you know, to be able to spill your guts or, you know, not even spill your guts, but just to be able to share your story and, like, share your heart really is the way I look at it. Yeah. Being able to share your heart, like, nah, man, like, we should be able to do that. We should be able to support each other as, yeah. as people. And honestly, I think that uh, we really want to. We just uh, are either nervous, we're scared, um, we're afraid to be that uh, genuine, that real with people because, like, what you just said, we're afraid, like, maybe we're afraid of, like, scaring people off or like what they might think of us if like they know well that was a weird puberty <laughs> moment I was like oh. but like like if they know um certain things about us but nah i i feel like that is all a lie of the enemy so those those uh seeds of destruction don't even warrant the the water you know what i mean so sam yeah and and i definitely think like everything is awkward you know from the get-go um like i everything yeah yeah, I mean, like, you start a new job, it's awkward. Um, like, new friendships are awkward. And I feel like there's, like, a stigma towards just, like, being awkward. Because, you know, this whole, like, in our existence, we're always told, hey, if it's awkward, like, meeting someone for the first time, it's pro- you know, especially, like, if it's a date or something, it's probably not going to work. Like, if you have an awkward first date, it's probably not, like, going to work. Maybe that was just bad advice that I was being given. Were you trying but, to date me, Zach? Is that uh, I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Gotcha. No. I was married. Still am married. Well, then how does yeah. this apply at all, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it really wasn't awkward, though. I think it's, like, uh, I think things can sometimes only be awkward if, like, if you just believe they're awkward. Like, half the time, uh, and I'm kind of bad about this, I will like assume things are awkward or I mm-hmm. assume I'm being awkward like in, in a situation but it's like ah that's not even the case it's yeah. like no one would have thought anything about it but it's like you make things weird by like stating it sometimes and so yeah I'm really talented yeah. at doing that just making a, a weird situation out of nothing yeah but, but yeah so through that kind of fellowship and um, you know I don't know camaraderie I guess through through having a kind of an authentic relationship with you and I like do you feel like the fellowship at like the jar was able to help you out of that period in your life? Yeah, yeah, definitely because it was kind of like you know we had started hanging out and um, you know I was in like this bad place or whatever, and then it was kind of like oh hey maybe you should you know check out CR, and so then eventually between peer pressure from you and my wife, yeah. I was like you know what I'll check out CR. And I did, and I met even more uh, more people, right. you know, that attend the jar. And it was like, wait a minute, like, you know, other people actually deal with what I'm dealing with. Right. 
and so then from there it just kind of like took off because it was like hold on like now i have like this whole outlook on life you know there's things i can actually do to get myself out of this place with depression and you know maybe i should actually follow like what god wants me to do so what do you like at that moment in your life um did you kind of feel like that was like schooling or yeah yeah yeah. so because there were a lot of things happening at that time so once you made the decision to like kind of go deeper into the church uh, after we were um kind of getting to know each other like our building our friendship up for like a year Mm -hmm. and kind of you know continuing to come to church every sunday you just there was like a there was like a I'm all in moment. Yeah. And you kind of like yeah. went deeper in volunteering and then like you started school as well. So mm-hmm. can you like, um, what, what was going on in your heart at that time? Yeah. So how that came to be was my wife that, that December. So it would have been December of 2019. Um, my wife was like, we're getting baptized and you're going to like it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Geez, Zach, are all these stories are just <laughs> just your wife making you do things? Well, I mean, there, there's a lot I make my wife do to like you know call <laughs> <it> mean... <laughs> Meyer because they forgot something on our grocery pickup. <laughs> did it mean anything to you? Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely Why don't you did. lead with that? So, <laughs> so I like. I mean, I was in like a weird spot with like depression and work and stuff like that, and it like I had this like reoccurring thought that I didn't want to be baptized because you know i had all these issues and i was like you know baptism just isn't for me right now i need to get these things figured out before i get baptized because you know like god won't want me if i have issues with um you know like anxiety depression things like that but that's not the case at all and so you know i did the baptism class i got baptized in it sounds generic, but being baptized, like, with, like, took that weight away, and it was like, okay, um, maybe this is the path that I need to be on. Like, maybe I have found, like, the church that I need to be with, and, you know, this is, you know, the person God wants me to be, you know, my wife, and, you know, these are the kinds of friends that God wants me to have, so, you know, I'm just going to take a moment and I'm going to follow <clears throat> what he wants me to do, you know. And so uh, throughout, like, January, February, and March, I, like, just really p- prayed about it. And I had talked to you about, like, what I wanted to do, and I had talked to my wife. And uh, I had really thought about going into ministry. And one day I was in the car with my wife, and she just said out of nowhere, she like, you know, I hadn't talked to her about it yet, about like going back to school. And she was just like, I think you would be a really good youth pastor, you know. And I was like, why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, you grew up kind of poor, so you, you get that aspect. <laughs> um, you know, you have issues with like uh, mental illness. Um, so, you know, you understand that. You understand, you know, like what it's like to be from a broken home. You know, and I feel like there's a lot of, pe- like, children that you could, like, really help with that stuff. And I was like, okay. So then, like, I applied to go to school uh, to be a youth pastor. And I went to Indiana Wesleyan for, like, a semester. And it just didn't work out because I was having to drive to Marion every day. 
and work on top of doing like all my schoolwork and you know still taking care of like my you know family and so I mean it, it was a overall like good experience um and I ended up like quitting my job at the post office at the time and that was like a whole other like thing in itself because I was considered part-time so I had like a week long like vacation between like points of employment and I just stopped going like I just stopped going to work and no one noticed <laughs> like it, it took them a month to notice that I hadn't came back from work yet or like back to work yet and I was like yeah that just tells me everything I need to know about like I've been gone for a month you, oh yeah <laughs> yeah so so you went from the postal office to to pizza hut yes to working for the office that i work for now yes and you were working for your dad at that time too right? yeah 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 which is interesting that dynamic but you went from that to working mental health yes so how has that change been since uh delivering pizzas into working with mental health um it's really not like that big in mental health. it's really not that big of a difference <laughs> i was i was wondering yeah yeah it just i mean the pay's a lot better yeah working in mental health but one well, that was actually what um what um or what's the word i'm looking for persuaded me to switch fields yeah. uh, because i'd done my interview for the job that i have now and I thought it went terribly. Um, like, one of the supervisors that was, d- like, on the interview call, because uh, it was done over Zoom because, you know, COVID, um, she didn't realize that she was on mute the whole time. And so she just thought I was ignoring her. <laughs> and then, like, my current supervisor, his head just, like, kept disappearing behind the green screen. And then since I was sitting in my kitchen, my dog... Uh, she knew that I was talking to someone and she was crying the whole time because she couldn't see who I was talking to. Oh, good deal. And so I have a dog crying in the background. One of the guys, uh, head keeps disappearing and then the other one thinks I'm just ignoring her. So it sounds terrible. Yeah. Basically just awful. But you got the job. So what what does it matter? Yeah. 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 And so what really persuaded me though was when they called me with the job offer, I had just opened my paycheck <laughs> from Pizza Hut, and I was looking at it, and I was real sad about it. <laughs> yeah, like, please give me this job. I need money. Well, Thanks and me. and I I didn't I don't want to say I didn't want the job because it was like a step up from what I was doing at Pizza Hut, but I put in for like another job that I really really wanted, and uh, my supervisor he called me with the job offer, and he's like, hey, this is starting pay. And I was had like my phone in one hand, my paycheck in the other. I was like, "Yeah, I'll take it." <laughs> <laughs> he called you at the right time. Yeah. Um, so for those uh, like something that we like to do is eat. Like we yeah. we love food. love to love it, man. Yeah. So if if I was to ask Zach, what are your top three Muncie go tos? As far as, Ooh, as far as food goes, oh, top man. three, top, top three. three, not top five, top three. Um, savages. Yeah, number one or just like three, uh, two. You have to rank not, them. Not, not in any particular order. No, but top you have three. To, one, oh, two, man. three, man. One, two, three. Oh man, that's so. One bite, everybody knows the rule. Tough. Um, one, two, three. Uh, first Chavez. 
Number one. Really? Uh, yes. What? Chavez, I think, is the best Mexican food in Muncie. By no far. way. By far. What? Blows Porta out of the water. No. Yes. Really? Yes. Are you saying Chavez or Chavez? Because I've always heard it said Chavez. Is it Chavez? Uh, I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't Chavez. Chavez. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the one over in the village. Yeah, yeah in the um, village. Yep. Number one. Okay. All right. Keep going. I can't um, two. That two would be uh, Savages. Mm-hmm. And then three would be. Where have I been? There's a place I've been eating at a lot recently. But I can't think of... I don't know why I can't think of what it's called. Um, I would say three, just to mix it up a little bit. Probably probably Roots. Roots? Yep. Okay. Yeah, just mix it up. Yep. Interesting. All right, well, I guess it's good to know next time. Yeah. I thought it was Savages for sure. I would have bet money that... Oh, Savages, savages is number two. Well, it's close, yeah. yeah. But I, I would have bet it's number one for how many times we've eaten it. But, yeah, yeah. You know, what's your go-to for savages? That's probably a harder question than what's your the one The patty melt. That was rather easy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Every, I think every time we've ever went to savages, yeah, I always try to get something different. You well, have eaten something different, like every time. If, if they if they have it on their menu, because it's like a a, a special of the week item, yeah, it would either be their pulled pork sandwich. Or their beer battered tenderloin. So yeah, so you have been um, in Muncie your whole life. Yes, and so it's not like you've come to Muncie. So mm. I, what I what? Well, so so I, I was in the military uh, for the beginning of like my adulthood. So like I left Muncie, and then like after I had experienced life somewhere else, mm-hmm. I then came back. But you were at Muncie. You were in Muncie to begin with, and yep. then anyway. So, like, I guess being desensitized to, to Muncie, mm. did you come out of that once you left, and then you had to like readjust once you come back? Mm, not exactly. You know, um, you know what I'm talking about. If you live here, you yeah, yeah, interesting individuals. So when when I joined the military i joined while i was in high school so i didn't leave until right after i graduated high school to like go to basic training um i hated living in muncie like as a teenager um and like looking back on it now like it wasn't really that bad there's just not much or at the time when i was growing up um there wasn't a whole lot for or south side kids to do um and so a lot of my days consisted of like playing basketball with my brothers like at the park or just walking like the neighborhoods of the south side of muncie or riding the mitz bus for hours on end and that was it but then like leaving and experiencing life somewhere else it's like oh you know that's kind of the case everywhere and then like coming back as an adult like finding a job and it's like yeah you know Muncie's not that bad yeah so I think that is an interesting concept it's like when I went to high school and I didn't I didn't live in Muncie I wasn't really acclimated with Muncie uh when I went to high school in a you know it was like a small little town um small little town 
I don't know, I think my graduating class was like 75 mm. or something. And that was like one of the bigger classes in a while um, at that high school. And <clears throat> I remember people always saying, like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to go experience the world. I can't wait to go to Muncie or to do this or, you know. That's this. a weird place to want to experience. <laughs> right, right. Well, to this state or this state, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but in my mind, I was like, the grass is still green on the other side. Yeah. It's not greener. You know what I mean? Um, I, it's like that's always the perception. The grass is greener on the other side, but it's still green. It's You know what I mean? And so uh, it's just interesting that it sounds like you kind of have that perspective as well. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm ready to get out of here. You get yeah. out of there. And then, okay, well, life's just, life is still the same. There's people over here in this portion or this area of the yeah. world, yeah. This, this state, that are saying the same exact thing. Because they think something else is going on over here. Yeah. But it's just more of the same. You know, it's kind of an interesting concept. Yeah, and it, it definitely is um, weird because... So, I, I was stationed at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And the town that it's in, which is Clarksville, Kentucky, it's probably... It's a lot like Muncie um, in a lot of ways. But it's probably double the size of Muncie. Um, and then it's like 45 minutes north of Nashville, Tennessee. So it'd be like comparable to like Muncie to Indianapolis. Um, and it, it was just weird because it's like this city is almost like exactly, you know, like Muncie. Cause you know, there's a road where, Oh, the mall's over here and all your fast food chain restaurants are here. But then, like, the further you go towards downtown is where you start getting more of those small business, mom-and-pop type restaurants, you know. And it's like, oh, they also have, like, the same sort of crime and, you know, just stuff like that. But then, like, moving back to Muncie, it was, like, almost eye-opening because it's, like, Muncie's its own thing. Like, nothing... I mean, towns can, like, try and copy Muncie, and, like, you see that if you've ever watched Parks and Rec. <laughs> yes. Um, but Muncie can't be copied. Like, it just, it, it can't. And, like, it, it has, like, its own, like, small, small town vibe going I'm waiting on. on you to, like, show, like, a Muncie tattoo. Oh, like, yeah. Bam! Yeah. Yeah. Well, joke's on you, because it's actually on my chest. <laughs> so, yeah, just... <laughs> Rip my shirt. Hulk out and have a Muncie tattoo on your chest. A little star that shows where I live. Muncie. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, like, in your, your time in the military, do you feel like um, there was something or multiple things that you were able to really take away from um, as far as, like, understanding, like, your own identity, your own growth uh, as a person? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a sergeant uh, when I was going through my medic training who his name – and I don't, he could be listening to this. Uh, so if you are, this one's for you, Sergeant uh, Sitgraves. Um, every time he would lead for, lead, lead for uh, like our formation, he'd always come up and he'd say, Hey, Charlie Company, I just want you guys to be real cool tonight. Um, you know, as I'm like watching over you guys, because, you know, we're in training, so we still have to have, you know, babysitters, even though we're anywhere between. The ages of 18 to 25. Um, well, yeah, you know, as I'm, like, watching the the desk, the front desk, 
just remember, be real cool to each other. And uh, anything that happens, it's because you're not being a very cool cat. So just try to be a real cool cat. If you're a cool cat, I'll be a cool cat. And we'll all just be real cool cats. <laughs> <laughs> was he like a... Like- like an inner hippie, but no, he, also he, uh, he reminded me of like a Beetle Bailey. Okay. Like the comic. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Do you feel like that some of those experiences have helped you, um, like even today, like with some of your training for like mental health and like some of the aspects of like where you volunteer at church? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like deep down everyone just like wants to be like treated the same. And so if you're like, well, my goal in life is to be real cool, like not in like a, like Fonz kind of way, you know, but why not? Why not? The Fonz is I cool. mean, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you know, you want to get a problem against Henry Winkler. No, dude, I love him. Henry. I think he's hilarious. What a weird name for the Fonz though, right? <laughs> like, well, I mean, he can't do yeah, anything. It's his yeah. name. He didn't choose yeah. it. Well, maybe he did, but like, uh, well, I'm sure with a name like Henry, Henry, Henry Winkler, Winkler, he didn't choose yeah. that. I would imagine. But like. The Fonz, you know what I mean? It's like, that was before our time anyway, but it's like yeah. the Fonz was this, like, you know, sharp-looking dude, but his actual name was Henry Winkler. It just doesn't sound like, oh, it's Henry Winkler. Ha! You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's like Keith. I don't feel like anyone that's a... <laughs> that's like anyone... Sorry, Keith. <laughs> all, all the Keiths in the world, I just don't think yeah. that they would make good villains. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Keith, you know? <laughs> Or Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stuart. Stuart wouldn't be good. Ah! Stuart strikes again. Or Keith. Yeah, I don't know. Something about Keith because it's like, Keith and Stuart strike Keith again. And, yeah. It's just not good bank robber names. Yeah. I'm sure there yeah. have been, but it's just... It's not a very menacing name. Uh, so I don't know where that was going. But or is it in a... Is it Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Yep. When uh with Babyface Nelson. Babyface <laughs> Nelson. He walks into the, the bank and she's like, You're Babyface Nelson. George, what is it? Like George Babyface Nelson. Yeah, George yeah. Babyface Nelson. I He's love like, it. Don't ever call me that again, Whitey. <laughs> Babyface Nelson. That dude's crazy, yeah. man. <laughs> He's like shooting cows and stuff. <laughs> like I've seen that movie way too many times. Oh dude, that's such a good what movie. A, what a great, like, what a just a wonderful movie of just like uh, modern cinema. Yeah, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. I was just trying to think, uh, like they are like the dude that tries to sell sell them Bibles. He ends up like, oh yeah, like, yeah, taking them out to the like the middle of nowhere, and just whacking the crap out of them with a branch, taking them. Yeah, home, man, it's great. Also, like, funny thing about that movie is growing up when we would watch it, mm-hmm. my mom was one hundred convinced that that was George Clooney singing. Oh, I thought it was. I mean, as a kid, I thought, I was yeah. like, wow, George Clooney, <laughs> hot dog, he can sing. You know, or you know. the Soggy Bottom Boys are a real thing. Yeah, they're like, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he, it looks like he's singing in that. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that that's like the guitarist for like Alison Krauss that sings that song. Uh, uh, I, oh, no, uh, Man of Constant Sorrow. Yeah, that's that a good song, man. It is. Yeah. It's a heck of a song. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's like the band of Allison Krauss or something that, yeah. or the guitarist or the backup singer, one of the two, but some form of connection with yeah. Allison Krauss, I think. <laughs> but yeah, or like Pappy O'Daniels. Yeah. Pappy O'Daniels. <laughs> and that, oh man. What, a, what was it? Uh, the dude's wife keeps saying, oh, he's bona fide. Yeah. <laughs> 
What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's been forever since I've seen that, too. Or, like, they bust their buddy out of prison towards the end or whatnot. And oh, yeah, and yeah. And he he gets, only had, like, a year left yeah, or something yeah. like that. And he gets captured again. <laughs> well, what is it? It's like, he tells him, it's like, all right, I'm not going to be up for parole now until, like, I'm, like, 64 or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good one. Well, anyway, man, I think it's probably about time to wrap it up. So, the way we like to end it is typically... Um, we like to end with like verses that mean something to us and or words that mean something to us that God's kind of put on our on our hearts on our lives and maybe it's been for the year the month the week maybe even the day and so um, Mr. Meadows what is mm-hmm. what is your verse or your word for the year week or the day uh, I think my verse well yeah well I have a verse for the year and it is Proverbs eleven twenty four, and it is one person gives freely yet gains even more, another person withholds unduly but comes to poverty. Um, so at the beginning of the year, like I was like, you know what, I want to give more um, back to the you know like to my family, to my like community, to people in general that like just need it. And so it started off with me just, like, giving money out to, like, panhandlers or, like, giving a little bit more, like, in the offering, you know, stuff like that. And then, like, I stopped having money because <laughs> I was giving it all out. I was, like, the, you know, Oprah of giving money to people that needed it or whatever. And uh, so I, I just started, like, uh, spending time with people, you know. And I think that, like, time is also, like, what they're talking about there. Because if you are willing to give your time to something, like, you will get so much more out of it versus just being, like, a time scrooge and holding it. So, I mean, you can't hold on to time. I mean, you can do whatever you want in that certain amount of time. But eventually, like, you're not going to have anyone to share time with, you know. And so I think that's really helped me. Like, it's really helped with, like, relationship with coworkers. Because um, there's, like, one coworker that when I first started at my job, we didn't really get along. But then, like, there's, like, a 15-minute period where she comes in for her shift and I'm, like, ending mine. Where, like, I just, like, sit and talk to her. And we I feel like we've become friends. So. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your verse and what it means to you and also just your story, man. We appreciate you. We celebrate you. Thanks so much for being with us, brother. Right on. Keep being a cool cat. Yeah. (laughs)